Hello, um, good morning, good evening, whatever time you're listening to this, and welcome to my fledgling bit of a podcast that I've decided to rustle together, um, fairly rash and fairly quick, but uh, why not, everyone else seems to be doing it, so look, might as well jump on the old podcast rooney bandwagon, don't you know, um, I said that if I was going to do these... Like, I, I did them before, uh, maybe a year or two ago, with, like, these niche films, like, Steven Seagal films. Like, the most obscure Steven Seagal martial arts films you could think of. And I would just waffle incessantly about them until the cows come home. And now I, I don't know if I could now, because I forget half of the things that happened in them. I'd have to watch them again and just get into it a second time around so we might look at that down the line i don't know we'll see as i'm sure everyone is aware there's a bit of an old pandemic going on so that's kind of putting a lot of plans on the back burner to say the least and listen i hope everyone is doing all right um it it is a it is a crazy time there's probably going to be some swear words in this so just be wide um it, it is a crazy time in the world, but hopefully we're, we're getting to that light at the end of that tunnel, um, fingers crossed for everyone, but I wanted to, to push on with this a bit and discuss something that I'd like to think I know a bit about, I've seen enough of the, the events in person that I'd like to form some bit of a a cultural opinion on it and that is uh, professional wrestling sports entertainment as it's known in other circles um, and of course the biggest um, organisation would be World Wrestling Entertainment or World Wrestling Federation as they were once known until they had a bit of a cage match with the panda crowd that didn't work out very well for them but as some of you may or may not know, this Sunday, I think, no, I'm, I'm half right, this Saturday and Sunday, because it's two nights now, it's, it's become a two-night spectacle, actually this has become a week, a week spectacle, because um, as I record this, Monday you've Monday Night Raw, Tuesday you have, I think it's the Hall of Fame, Wednesday and Thursday you've got NXT night one and night two. We'll come to NXT in a while. Uh, Friday you've got SmackDown and then Saturday and Sunday you've WrestleMania night one and night two respectively. And then the Monday after you've the Raw after Mania. We'll come to that as well momentarily. And then I think there is an NXT on the Tuesday, Tuesday week. So yeah, if you're a, a pro wrestling fan this is your week and we haven't even mentioned the other organizations in in the in the world like uh, impact and AEW, which will have their own programs airing as well so it's like uh, a multitude of choice if you will um but this saturday and sunday seeds the biggest event in the sports entertainment calendar wrestlemania and it's it's an event that I suppose you could say it's the epitome 
of American pomp and circumstance, razzmatazz, whatever buzzword you want to put in. It's something that I admittedly would have a passing interest in. We'll, we'll get to all this, what I'm building up to, believe me, I promise I'm not waffling, just for the sake of waffling. Because um, as I grew up in adolescence, or from adolescence even, I discovered alcohol in women, which in turn waned my interest from this soap opera, glorified soap opera with with action just a tad but I, I'll digress from that um, I've undiscovered alcohol now actually so that's great um, fantastic but like any youngster youngster man I sound so old now saying that as well um, when you saw pro wrestling on the telly you were taken aback first of all by the, the characters themselves who were like larger than life they were like superheroes like in front of you literally in front of you which became when you would when you'd go to live events they were actually literally in front of you um yes indeedy and i remember the first vhs tape of betamax whatever you're having yourself we'll go vhs um the first ever videotape. I rented it from the Roxy in Newcastle West. The Roxy. Lads. Even saying that name is going back. Um, I rented my... Actually, side note. I rented the first ever DVD that I saw there. First ever DVD I saw. Can you guess what it was? This is a severe tangent now, by the way. Um, your choices are Rambo First Blood Notting Hill or The Shawshank Redemption and if you guess Notting Hill congratulations you're absolutely right because it was the only fucking DVD that was there Notting Hill yeah we'll move on quickly from that Um, told you this would be tangent tangent podcast what not um so anyway, the first ever videotape that I got or rented from the Roxy in Newcastle that I saw and the main event was the Ultimate Warrior against the Macho Man Randy Savage two of my all-time favourites. But to be fair, I was transfixed on the Warrior because as brilliant and as unbelievable and fantastic as the Macho Man was and he was one of the all-time greats. All-time greats. There is no debate about that. When it came to the Warrior, when you see someone with face paint running to the ring, and he was one of the few fellas that ran to the ring, and he'd run in, shake the ropes, you tended to pay attention to that. Even if you were 6 or 36. Like that's something that you wouldn't see every day. Like WrestleMania 6 came along. It was the ultimate challenge. That's always built in the Sky Dome in Toronto. Which had the Warrior 
going against, you might have heard of this fella, Terry Bollea, a.k.a. Hulk Hogan. So all the lads in primary school were Hulkamaniacs, and to be honest, I wasn't um, too crazy about Hulk Hogan winning all the time, which he did. And when he didn't, it was in very, very suspicious circumstances that he didn't win. And in this, the Warrior won, which naturally I was tr- absolutely thrilled to bits with because it was champion versus champion, title for title, which meant whoever won got both belts because he was interne- inter- uh, intercontinental champion at the time, um, which at the time was the, the workhorse title. And it still is, I suppose, the workhorse title of the, um, the WWE. So if you have that belt, you're you're regarded as the the fella that puts on like really really stellar matches. And I think that's still the case today. Who was Intercontinental Champion now? Actually, I'm trying to think. Oh, Biggie, Biggie is Intercontinental Champion. So yeah, absolutely. Um. So naturally, with this in this was in nineteen ninety, WrestleMania six was. And um, naturally, with this being the days of of pre-internet spoilers or pre-internet for that matter, uh, I found out the Warrior won two months after the match actually happened. So over here in in um, Super Ireland, um, we found out in like June that <laughs> that he won the belt. Because you had like WWF magazine which came out like two months after the thing actually happened. And boy god if you were lucky to get a, a videotape of it. You probably got it at Christmas. That's how long it took to get things like especially a wrestling. And if you wanted to buy. I'm actually going to go on a bit of a rant now. If you wanted to buy a cassette, a video cassette tape of something. It, like let's say a film. I know we're, we're veering off a little bit now again. Sorry. Um, a videotape would cost you £80. Irish punts. Depending on the film. Like If you wanted to buy it. Yourself and watch the same film. Like Harrison Ford. Presumed innocent. Watch that over and over again. Get your £80 worth. Nah. Pass. Um, so yeah. That was WrestleMania 6. Um, if we push on a bit to WrestleMania 7, of course, then you have the two boys, Warrior and Macho Man, in um, a career-ending match. And the one thing that jumps out at me in this match is when the Ultimate Warrior is introduced, he walks down to the ring. He doesn't run down. And that, even as a, as a child... Seeing him just walk down. That hit home the the seriousness of the stipulations in the match itself. Of course, look, you know it was predetermined and whatnot, but it 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 added to it. It added to the spectacle even more. Um, that was WrestleMania Seven, main evented by Hulk Hogan against Sergeant Slaughter for the the world title. Should have been Warrior Macho Man, but look, we move on. Um, if we fast forward a bit then to 
1994 where um my brother Lordimer Sinem tells me to go to his car and get an envelope out the glove box tells me to open it up WWF tickets at the point depot and like even thinking about it now I couldn't believe that I was actually going to see a live show like even going up to Dublin to see it like um, it was everything that I expected it to be like and I know when you go to like a live event for the first time you're, you're so used to hearing like commentators on the telly and obviously there was none of that Um, I know that they they once did um, oh who was it World Wrestling All Stars this other organisation in like the early 2000s and they actually had commentators why like with live microphones to the crowd while the the matches were going on which again kind of took you out of it but again sorry tangent um unfortunately the ultimate warrior wasn't there he was he was long gone by then but the macho man was and he was i think it was a crush he was wrestling I think it was Crush. And it was great seeing the match man again. Like, I think was, he was coming up to the the end of his uh, WWF deal. He went to WCW. Uh, I'm just tripping over my W's now. He went over to WCW soon after that. Um, But yeah, it was really, really cool to see him. Um, But I'd started to appreciate the, the in-ring athleticism that these guys had. And one stood out more than any other. The excellence of execution himself, Brett the Hitman Hart. And some of his matches were like watching Rembrandt. Swear to God, he was that good. The best there is, the best there was, the best there ever will be. That was his thing. Um, He wasn't there, but... I got a pair of his sunglasses, like the pink, the pink shades, that he would give to, to kids at ringside. Before his matches at the. At the events, and they had them in the point, and I was like, oh, "We're gonna get those," and we got them, and I still have them, still have them in my room. Um, more on Bret Hart in a while. Uh, my brother was a big Shawn Michaels fan. More than likely for the theme music, they were like he'd walk around going I'm just a sexy boy sexy boy over and over again um and it was it's it's lovely um it's a it's a lovely memory to have being being there with him for our first live event it wasn't just mine it was his as well so it was it was, it was a nice thing to do and a nice a nice moment to have and even um all the years later that I'd have gone to the the point or the O2 or three arena, I, I still think of that and it's 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 good to, to think of. Um yes. Um on to nineteen ninety seven, like this is a severe time machine, I'm telling you. Um in the world of, of pro wrestling, Bret Hart had agreed to go to a rival company, WCW who were destroying 
the WWF in the TV ratings every week and with the WWF all the W's are tripping over again with the WWF losing money they had no choice but to let one of their highest earners in Brett go and by this time I was in college and surprisingly in the company of a lot of like minded individuals who were like you know didn't want to say they were into wrestling but they were and again what's wrong with that there was nothing wrong with it you know I, I didn't realise that people like this is now back in like 97 like and people kept it to themselves like it was a big taboo thing I was like, no it's okay you can watch it like and I'd go around in, in, in LIT wearing like Austin 316 t-shirts and everything and and you know it was kind of like a secret code and like we were like the stone cutters kind of thing um but again even now like you can go around a wrestling t-shirt and what's going to be said to you so what's the big deal anyway we'll come to that in a while as well um stage was set though for late 97 um survivor series in montreal and brett he was uh w12 oh my god i'm so sorry he was wwf champion at the time i'm not getting paid by the word i swear honestly um versus Shawn michaels and no one could have predicted what was going to happen next well maybe if you in the backstage area quite possibly but basically it's hotly contested to this day if this was in the the wrestling terminology a work or a shoot so a work is basically um it's it's meant to look real but it's still kind of part of the show and a shoot is it's real it's off script it's it's not part of the show this isn't supposed to happen kind of thing um it, it, the best way i can describe it is like um if if someone in home and away started saying their own lines that's a shoot in a soap opera okay that's that's your shoot right there um basically Again, it's hotly contested if this was legit or not, but I think it was. Um, there was a real-life double cross. Shawn Michaels put Bret Hart in the sharpshooter, which was Bret's finishing hold. And it was like a, a submission hold, if you will. And before there was any decision, the referee basically said, ring the bell. And they, they gave the bell to Shawn Michaels. And that was it. Off the air. Um, it's it again. It is contested if it was it was real or not because if it was legit, because you have a lot of a lot of camera angles up in in the immediate aftermath of it had like bright smashing cameras tv monitors um making this the wcw outline with his fingers and the cameras were still on him and people were saying that if if it wasn't 
part of the show why was the camera still on him while he was doing all this do you know um again we'll we'll never know if it was proper or not there was a real life altercation with himself and the owner of the company vince mcmahon at the time you can google it it was um quite quite wild um but long story short brett left the company under a, a very dark cloud um he did come back a few years later um but to be honest it wasn't the same we'll come to that too unfortunately for brett um things took major turns from um his brother owen died in a in a freak in-ring accident that's still talked about to this day and brett's own career was ended by a kick to the head in the ring and later suffered a stroke from it and i was i was heartbroken to see one of my own personal heroes in brett some that i'd watched over the years have set back after setback but he did come back from all of it and even i think it was i said it was 2008 i would say it was in the late 2000s anyway um he did a tour of ireland like this this regional wrestling company and he was like their their general manager or something like that and one of the events was going to be at ul in the university out the road here like and i had to go i had to go um i met him i got a 1992 w sorry wwf magazine signed and i thanked him for all the great matches and memories that he gave me and everyone in the ring and it's funny because a few years after that i was at a live show in the it was the o2 at the time which later became the three arena people still call it the point i call it the point anyway um i was sitting in the front row my first time ever the front row lads delighted with myself um and he came over and he saw me and he, he shook hands at me and he just looked at me for a second and shook hands again and i don't know if he was if you remember me from well I, in my mind i'm saying yeah he did Do you know this is my podcast so i can say that um but i felt like one of those kids that he gave the pink sunglasses to i was on cloud 99 lads i swear to god it was fucking brilliant brilliant um now if we sidetrack a bit to 2006 and i know there was a big gap between 97 98 wrestling to 2006 wwe so look we'll we'll do that in in another podcast the the in-between parts you know once i have those all put together because this is kind of you know quite put well it's not put together put together but look give me a break it's monday it's monday as i'm recording this so come on um so at the time wwf or wwe now they hadn't toured from 94 that's when we were at the the first ever one um my first ever one i should say from 94 to 2004 so like a good a good decade of a gap yeah. and at the time the product 
in 2002-2003, it wasn't exactly thriving, probably because they were literally the only game in town, no pun intended, Triple H, and they had done a big turnaround, they had driven their main competitor out of business in WCW, and I'd sat watching like WrestleManias, like again at the time. It this was just when DVDs were like becoming freely available, not your seventy eight pound tape. Um, I was watching previous WrestleManias, and I always thought to myself, "What would it be like to actually go to a WrestleMania to be in the crowd?" To be sitting and taking it all in. Like I've done the live shows. And before then I'd gone over to. To Manchester. To see some of the events. And. What was the place? The Evening News Arena. Which is one of the best arenas in the world. On my life. One of the best. And I'd seen. um, I'd seen. It was Rebellion 2001. And the main event was Stone Cold Steve Austin against The Rock. So, like, that was worth flying over to alone. And, like, you'd... It, um, it was like a whole... It was a good four or five hours if you include, like, dark matches. Or dark matches would be matches that would be on solely for the live crowd and wouldn't be televised. And, you know, you're definitely getting your money's worth, like. And, you know, that main event, Austin against Rock. And it's on the it's on the WWE Network. We'll come to that, too. There's a bit to, to discuss on that. Um, but, yeah, like, and it was actually on, on pay-per-view as well. On, it was on Skybox office at the time. And I still have a VHS of it, which I bought for £20 sterling at the time big drop from £68 let me tell you inflation um, yes but even like going to like the the UK shows and still I was wondering what I'd like to go over and at the time like Wrestlemania's were in um they were in arenas as opposed to stadiums, mostly. And um, 22, WrestleMania 22 was coming up. And I checked where it's going to be on. Had a look. Chicago. And I, I have relatives in Chicago. So I, I'd been there I'd been there a few years beforehand. And it, it is a fantastic place. Absolutely fantastic. Anyone from Chi-Town listening? Hello. Your city is fantastic. I've got to come back soon, I promise. So, I got on to, to some of them. I was like, look, listen, um, I might be in Chicago next year for WrestleMania. And they were like, yeah, 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 come over. And, um, and it just happened so fast that, you know, just got my ticket in an internet cafe so like standard practice on a Saturday morning in Limerick, getting your ticket for WrestleMania that's seven months down the line. And this was like before the days of, of package deals and all this crack. So you bought your, your ticket separate, your hotel separate, your flight separate, 
you got your money in the bureau they change separate so like you have to do it all yourself there's none of this package deal business that, that people are doing now which actually cost a bomb now um so flew over to chicago for like i don't know i'd say it was the bones of a week anyway um i even got to see where the um the blues brothers was done where we we did um we were on the the road where they did the big car chase which was class and there's there's another place that you go to when you're in chicago you go to united center and i got to see the bulls they were playing the pacers and um like i i got my picture taken outside the michael jordan statue and everything delighted myself unbelievable but being at a wrestlemania and i think it was 22 was the last one that they had in an actual arena arena i think now it is all stadium shows now uh, well last year they had it in their performance center because of everything that was going on in the world but this year i think it's on in a stadium and 22 was the last one i think that they had in um in an arena as such and to be honest with you i prefer any kind of arena show to a stadium show because i think it's obviously the sound is is it's not in the open air and there's a bigger buzz like even like nowadays i am i'm gone a bit more introverted than anything else so i'd i'd try and get into watching it on tv not as much as i used to i won't lie to you but if i had to go now or again it would probably be if it wasn't an arena setting as opposed to a stadium one just to to have that sound still there um as opposed to you know being in the open air but don't get me wrong it's 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 a great spectacle either way but again nowadays personal preference would be arena setting um but being at a wrestlemania was class and the crowds and like american crowds as they are would be extra amped up for an event like this but chicago crowds are unreal and i mean like top notch like you will you can listen or you can get feedback from anyone any performers and they will tell you chicago crowds are crazy a good crazy if they don't like certain performers they will let them know straight away and it doesn't matter if they're air quotes good or air quotes bad guys by default a chicago crowd does not discriminate at all and like i remember this would have been around the time that that john cena was um starting to get disliked by the the adult uh male portion of the audience as opposed to the the kids and the the lady portion of the audience they weren't buying into his act shall we say and there was a fella in the crowd with like the whole john cena gear and um i have no problem with john cena i think he's class honest to god he, like he follows me on twitter like he's sound and i met him and we'll come to that too um but your man was like he was standing up for john cena with the full regalia the belt the spinner belt the john cena t-shirt the chain gang soldier stuff the hats everything and 
spoiler alert, John Cena won in the main event against Triple H. Um, and he was going ballistic for John Cena. Like, and he didn't care if he was getting confronted, shall we say, in by, by other angry Chicagoans. But um, it was just the passion of the men that that set it, that set the tone. And uh, that was the main event, like, so this was a whole night of, of raucous Chicago crowd, let me tell you. And they were fantastic, really were. Um, who else was on that night? Vince McMahon against Shawn Michaels in a street fight, which was crazy. And it was it was around the time that um, there was shades of the group that Shawn Michaels and Triple H were in. The Generation X, you might have heard of them. There was hints that they were reuniting and they started doing the DX uh, signal, shall we say. Like, you know, there might be kids listening to this. So we'll say the DX signal. And uh, again, the crowd went mental. Like, crazy mental for it. Um, there was a Money in the Bank ladder match. The Undertaker was against Mark Henry in a casket match. And if you'd ever gotten to see the Undertaker's entrance live... It's something that it's 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 better than theatre, man. Better than theatre. 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 Better than that. Better than any Shakespearean epic. Like that entrance is worth the entrance be alone. That's facts. That is straight talk. Um It was it was a crazy night and then um traditionally the night after WrestleMania, you still have the fans that have flown in from around the world coming in. Um, they will go to the Raw, the Monday Night Raw show after WrestleMania, which um, a lot of times it was taped, but this went out live. Um, this went out live at the time, and even then, the crowd, the crowd is nearly as wild the night after than the actual event the Wrestlemania event the um, if you ever get a chance to watch the Raw the Monday Night Raw after Wrestlemania most definitely do because um, I don't know how it's going to work this year now with crowds but you still have crowds that wouldn't be traditional Raw crowds like 51 weeks of the year you have ones from all over the world who are um Extra, extra and up, shall we say. Um, but if we go to today or in 2021, the event for WrestleMania is, again, a two-night thing because they, they realise that, look, they've, they have a fairly stacked roster. They need to get as many people on the roster on the show as possible. I get that. And a two-night thing is probably for the best. Um, the performers today are obviously mostly different than 10, 15 years ago. But there would be still some of the, the old guards still knocking around. Um, well, up until recently, I suppose, you've, um, you've Edge. Edge is back. Um, he'd actually retired for 10 years, 10-odd years with a, um, a neck injury. But he's back now. Um, Christian is back. But he's in another organisation called AEW. All Elite Wrestling. Um, 
who were in their infancy. Um, but it's great to see um, the advancements, I suppose, in in sports science and whatever, and and rehabilitation and and physiotherapy and whatever that they can actually come back from these really severe injuries. Um, but yeah, Edge is there. He's in one of the main events. Um, and also there's a guy called Daniel Bryan. Um, who also had to retire with injuries, but came back. And Daniel Bryan wouldn't be the usual Herculean large in a life fella. He would be your your underdog. And when he was when he was there around, I think it was Wrestle- yeah WrestleMania thirty, the one in New Orleans, um, when he won the the world titles. He had two simple catchphrases, and they're as simple as you can get. Yes and no. That's it. And the crowd would absolutely lap them up. Absolutely lap them up. And he's in the, the main event against Edge and Roman Reigns, uh, who is The Rock's cousin, I believe. And if you do get a chance to watch it, there is a man at ringside who is Roman Reigns' special counsel, Paul Heyman. One of the best managers in the business. You have to look at him. Um, his facial expressions alone are worth, worth looking at. Because it's it's little nuances like that, which which I notice and and are great to see. Um. But the WrestleMania, it, it there would be something for everyone there. Um, if you do get a chance to watch it, most definitely do. If you can find seven odd hours of your your weekend to put aside for it, um, in the week coming up. Also, there is there is a two night event, uh, NXT, stand and deliver, I believe it is called, and NXT would be the um. It did start off as like WWE's developmental brand. I'm getting better at the W's now, lads. Just so you know. Um, but now it's it's actually its own entity, its own kind of brand, and um, their current champion is actually a man from Wicklow, uh, Finn Balor. And I would even hazard to say that the event, the NXT event, very well could upstage WrestleMania with some of the performers that are in NXT. They could definitely upstage who was on the main show, without a doubt. But again, like everything in life, it is subjective. You might think someone's brilliant and I might think they're terrible and vice versa. That's just the way it is. But um, definitely look, if you get a chance to watch it do. Again, if you haven't seen it in a while, you've got some catching up to do. But uh, nah, you, you don't need any catching up. Just just take it and enjoy it uh, for what it is. Um, yes, so that's that's Daniel Bryan's catchphrase, yes. Um We've we've come to the end, I think. We've been talking about it now for a while. Um but I do hope that you've enjoyed it. I hope some of you have enjoyed it anyway. And if you've gotten this far, fair play to you. I do appreciate it. Um But I hope for some of you that it, it served as a a mini trip down memory lane. 
for some of you, again, I hope that you're not, your head isn't wrecked by it. Um, but listen, I had a great time putting all this together and just speaking about it off the cuff. Um, again, if you did get to end of this, fair play to you. And thank you so much for listening. I do appreciate it. Uh, again, if you get a chance to watch WrestleMania this weekend, which is on the double dub, uh, sorry now, sorry, all these W's are tripping me up, on the WWE Network, um, I'm not sure if they're still doing free trials of it, they might be, uh, but it has every WWE show, got him at last, it only took me 40 minutes, um, every pay-per-view from the company, like pretty much every Raw, every Smackdown TV show they ever did. And then you've got like every WCW show, every ECW show. And you've got like they have some independent stuff as well. And they have like features on, on wrestlers. Um, they, they have so much stuff on there. And again, if you were a casual fan back in the day, it is worth having a look at dipping your toe back into it. And you'll be going, oh yeah, I remember him, I remember her. I remember that night where, where Shawn Michaels threw Marty Jannetty into the barbershop window and I finally um figured out what the word lacerate means from watching that uh, event in question. Um, or I remember um the finger poke of doom. Seriously, it's not that bad. Google it. It's completely safe to Google, I swear. Um, you know, stuff like that. I hope a lot of it will will trigger some some good memories for you when when you are to to look it up even if you go on YouTube and just type in WWE there's an actual ton of stuff there like um again if you get a chance check it out without question um but listen we've gone 42 minutes so thank you very much for putting up with this listening in do appreciate it um if there's enough public demand outcry we'll we'll maybe do another one but again thank you and enjoy the rest of your day evening morning whenever you hear this thank you bye bye